Jack, good to have you back on the show. You describe a K-shaped recovery. Tell my viewers what that means. Sure. So uh, certainly there's been a you know, divergence between what we're seeing in the stock market and the underlying economy creating what we'll call a wedge. But even underneath the surface, um, you know, we're seeing um, you know, those who are insulated from uh, the pandemic and the lockdown and those who are really suffering from it uh, economically. So, for example, you know, those uh, workers who can work from home generally, these are college graduates, those who uh, uh, who have to go into work and many of those workplaces are closed. Those are generally high school uh, employees. So remarkably, um, while we've seen certainly a massive job decline since uh, the beginning of these lockdowns, uh, there is a, a, a roughly a one million job decline in college educated workers and a four and a half million uh, job decline in um, in high school educated workers. So there um, also within the stock market, I mean, just as uh, look at air freight versus passenger air travel, air freight up uh, roughly 40 to 50 percent from the pre crisis peak uh, and passenger air travel airlines down 40 to 50 percent. So a lot of divergence is going on underneath the surface. And of course, even just New York real estate, New York um, multifamily apartments uh, down about 10 to 15 percent and single family homes in the New York and New Jersey area up about two and a half percent. So clearly there's this wedge, not a surprise, um, you know, going on underneath the surface. Jack, uh, I, I like the description. It rings true with something we were talking about with stocks specifically here, which is the amount of dispersion uh, between different parts of the market where you've had the companies that can actually thrive during this work from home period, all the cloud stuff going way up. Then you've got some of the more consumer plays where if you've got the right brand or e-commerce business model, you can do well. And you kind of just go down the spectrum until you get to the very bottom, which is like Cody, a you know brick and mortar mall retailer that's just still at the lows. So does that give some credence to the notion that this market is not totally disconnected from the economy? You hear a lot of people kind of default to this hot phrase where the market is disconnected from the economy. I mean, it seems like the market is really deciding uh, who's surviving and who's not. That's true, Oliver. You know, there are certainly winners and losers within the stock market. But if you look at the S&P overall, and you know that, you know, most of the, or at least a, a majority of the move driven by the top five uh, largest companies, all of which are tech, uh, you know, it's interesting to note that while, you know, there are collectively about seven and a half trillion dollars in market cap or about 30% of GDP, they only employ about 0.9% of the workforce. So, um, you know, not many people are able to ride uh, that ma magic carpet um, much higher, at least in terms of uh, Main Street. Certainly Wall Street on a tear, Main Street, you know, suffering behind. And you can see just this divergence where, you know, we'll call this, uh, you know, we're, we're calling it a radical or a square root type recovery, uh, whereas, uh, stock market looks more like a V. Yeah, so the overall stock market gets that V as there's a big drag from the big companies that are pulling it higher. Jack, do you have a strong view on what we should expect 
if there are any changes. You've got a chart looking at the S&P 500 valuation versus a few things versus uh, the actual inflation potential. And I think that one is interesting here because if there is inflation pickup, is it obvious what that means? to the market. I mean, I imagine it probably wouldn't be good for some of the valuations in high growth tech, but there's like a whole other corner of this market that's not small that it seems might like that. Higher rates, better for banks, some of the cyclical stuff that's been stuck. Sure. Um, certainly would cause a rotation out of this, um, you know, what we'll call long duration growth stocks and into more of the, you know, nuts and bolts, bolts cyclicals and value-oriented stocks, absolutely. Um, so if you look at the, um, you know, the PE as a function of the inflation rate, you can see that, um, you know, with low inflation, low interest rates, we can sustain these elevated PEs. You know, one of the things that would cause pause for us is anything that could, would prompt the Fed or prompt the bond market to ratchet rates higher. Now that said, we do have a uh, a high frequency. Uh, gauge of the 10-year treasury that we look at the rel relative uh, relationship between copper and gold. It's been a pretty good indicator. It's saying right now that the 10-year treasury should be about 1.2%, not 0.6. Mm. So certainly, um, you know, we could stand to see rates uh, rise a little higher, and that will cause uh, at least a near-term headwind equities. Jack, uh, the chart we're looking at, inflation versus P.E., generally as the inflation climbs, the valuation of the market uh, goes lower. But with the Fed not doing anything, uh, really, it seems like at all, it seems like they're going to let inflation run warm, make up for lost ground. We have no idea really how much. So if there aren't hikes, does the role of inflation differ at all in its effect on the market or is the just actual underlying reality of inflation enough to keep that relationship intact or do you need the hikes to go along with the inflation to then get in the way of the market? I think you're right. It's the hikes. It's not the inflation rate itself. Mm. Uh, I think that it would be a perception that um, that the Fed will have to hike to tamp down inflation. But, the, you know, uh, Powell last week is on record saying we're going to let it run. Now, we're not going to be worried about two and a half percent inflation. We're, it's not going to necessarily prompt us to switch gears here. So I think for the most part, um, I think the market had it right. Um, it, you know, it responded very well to Powell's remarks. Interestingly, gold, I think, had it wrong. Um, I think that's also a very favorable environment for gold. If we see inflation go up and rates not, not follow, um, you know, I was actually surprised to see gold uh, fall in response. Jack, uh, overall, the valuations obviously are still high. If the Fed is not hiking, it's so good for markets generally, good for things like gold, as you described, but if we've been in this environment where they can always cut and cut and cut and our hikes get reversed after we throw a tantrum, I mean, if there's no, if they're not going negative, then what's the catalyst built for valuations to expand? Is it uh, just froth, sentiment, recovery? Can we get valuations to expand even if the Fed is on hold? I'm not sure, um, you know, we're banking on valuations expanding. I think what we're looking for now is just you know, organic earnings growth. I mean, mm -hmm. at some point we do need something substantive to sink our teeth into, uh, and it just can't be uh, central bank policy. Uh, so I, th I think at some point 
the Fed has to go ahead and, and um, you know, keep rates as low as they can, keep real rates negative, and, and let earnings work. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful we will start to see uh, earnings growth turn around. We will. Um, and um, it will follow the market higher from there. Okay, and we can see on your chart here uh, that we are pretty far to the right on the x-axis of the CAPE ratio. Uh, it's definitely a pricey market, but Jack, there's signs of improvement. The last chart I want to make sure we hit uh, that you have in your report is looking at some of the higher frequency data. The restaurant bookings seem to be pretty consistent here, uh, and also it seems like we're doing a little flip-flop. The last week has been more about COVID cases in Europe than it has been here. So maybe the domestic story, is it, uh, is it improving right now? Yeah, I mean, we did um, make an incremental shift into international equities uh, maybe about two months ago, expecting the dollar to decline. So um, that's been favorable. Um, it's been a tailwind for our overseas investing, but you're right, um, we are starting to see some increases here at home uh, in economic activity and a, little, and a few setbacks in Europe, um, so we'll you know continue to monitor. Uh, but uh, overall, um, you know, general trends are you know two steps forward, one step back. But in general, we're moving forward. 